time for the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you as we talk with coaches around Marquette County, the UP, and we get their thoughts on round one of the postseason. And per usual, we start with Westwood head coach Scott Sergila, his team getting set to take on Menominee. Well, Coach, we kind of expected this draw. You knew you were going to the playoffs over the last couple of weeks now, and Menominee seemed to be the team that well, was either them or Nagani. Were you surprised by the pick, or tell me about your reaction with the draw? Uh, no, I'm not surprised by it. Um, you know, I, I even saw at the beginning of the year that, you know, we were close with them and, you know, their enrollment, like, you know, many teams around the Upper Peninsula in the state have, have dropped uh, significantly and, um, you know, they're close to us with our co-op and, uh, you know, so uh, I knew kind of they would probably be in D6, um, you know, and kind of even if they lost, uh, last week at five and four, I think they probably still would have got in. So we planned on it, and um, you know, uh, it's a you know, it, hey, if you wanna if you wanna be the best, you gotta beat the best. And Menominee is a really solid football team, and um, you know, we're we're thankful that we're not only in the playoffs, but you know, we get our first home. Uh, playoff game so if the kids are excited I'm excited and we'll see what happens and coach the playoffs are beginning to be the norm at Westwood High School but something new happening on Saturday and that's a home playoff game like you alluded to it's never happened before in Westwood history does this playoff trip have a little bit of a different feel to it um I don't know it, it uh it, our kids are you know we've had a good week of practice and you know it, it's uh it really is I can't say not enough about our our kids and our coaching staff. It's it's been a uh, a great year with them, and, and um, the improvement that um, we've seen, you know, as a staff with these kids, and uh, you know, our kids are just, you know, okay, it's uh, the next game, and we got to be focused in, and you know, they know they're good, they know they got some really good players, and they're well coached, and um, but uh, you know, we're not too shabby ourselves either, but um, you know, it's it's. You know, we, if we can contest their, some of their athletes and things like that, um, um, you know, and contain them, uh, we, we may have a shot. Coach, when you look at Menominee, they've got that unique style of offense. What do we expect from them scheme-wise? Uh, well, you, you know, it's they line up in the single wing. Um, they've uh, done it for years and years. Um, they're not pulling as many guards uh, as they have in the past. Um He's running actually some, you know, basic concepts that, you know, it, Jeff Olson ran at Ishpeming. We we run at, uh, you know, here at Westwood. And, uh, you know, they're running ice and slant and blast. And, you know, the thing about it is, is you know, they got they have a huge uh, H-back. They got, uh, you know, different kids that they put at wing that are great receivers. They got great tight ends. And, you know, the centerpiece of it all is, is uh, Keegan Monroe, number 21. Sometimes when you go against something unique, you know, and it, it is, it's not cut and dried. It, it's, you know, they got guys going different directions and, you know, they're pounding, you know, uh, off tackle or, you know, um, up the middle at you or sweeping it out. And, uh, and all of a sudden there's five receivers going down the field. So we got to read our keys, you know, and, and we've been pretty good at that this week. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, better better than the norm, I guess, you know, with that type of a, a unique offense. Um, but, you know, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be really tough to stop. I mean they've they've put up some points this year and uh uh yeah, and their defense is, is no slouch either. The defense is really fast to the football. Um, you know, and obviously they're gonna look to try to stop what we do and so it's 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 gonna be a tough game. What do they look like scheme wise defensively? Uh, they'll run uh, pretty much a 40. Um, they run in a couple different ways. Um, you know, they'll have two guys down that are kind of shooting, and uh, they got two big stand-up ends. You know, and then <clears throat> sometimes they'll put four guys down with a stand-up outside linebacker, and um, sometimes they're in a 4-3, a 4-2. Uh, it all depends what the offense is in. You know, they're very similar to us that way that they'll adjust a little bit uh, and try to get their guys in a good position to make a play. Um, you know, so, but they've they've had so many injuries. You know, I talked to Coach Noah and 
Uh, he said there hasn't been really a game this year where, they, where they've been healthy. And, uh, um, you know, I think they have everybody back now. And, um, but, you know, so you're trying to say, okay, this kid was playing here this game, but this game is playing here. Just so it's kind of hard. You know, they've just been trying to piecemeal it together, but they have enough athletes and, you know, football players that are, you know, really good football players that they can do those things. They've been able to get away with them. And um, so we're going to have to, you know, come out and see what they're going to be in and see what they're trying to do and try to counter it and um, go from there. Have you liked what you saw this week in practice? Yeah, I have. You know, I, uh, I, our kids, are, they really are. They're great. Uh, kids, they, they come out, uh, they work hard, they're getting after it, and that's all I can ask them to do. And, uh, you know, our kids um, from game one, uh, through game nine have, have played with relentless effort. Um, and they play with, you know, with uh, as much speed as they have. And, um, you know, they, they do the best they can and as, as possible. And, you know, they do what their coach to do. And, uh, you know, and there's been games. There's, there's been growing pains throughout this year, just like any, any team. Uh, you know, but our kids always have responded. You know, we'll go back and watch film and they try to get better. They want to be better. And uh, it's a sign of a, a sign of a good football team, in my opinion. That um, you know they're they're easily coached, and uh, in today's day and age, that you don't always find that. Is there a little bit of an adjustment when you're playing on Saturday, or how do you go about doing that? Yeah, we yeah there was. I mean, you know, we just moved it, pushed everything ahead. You know, like a day. You know, so uh, we still did our film in that on Sunday because we were already here for the selection show, um, but. Uh, you know, Monday wasn't a normal Monday, and then we just start. Tuesday would be our normal Monday, you know, and then uh, today, obviously, being Friday, um, instead of playing a game, we were doing our pregame. So it, uh, that's all it was. Kids seem fine with it. Coach, how about on your side of the ball? What are some keys to getting a win against the Maroons in round one? One, um, we gotta we got to try to make some holes, and uh, it's easier said than done. Uh, with this team, uh, with Menominee, uh, we got we got to try to control the line of scrimmage defensively. Uh, we got to try to close up the holes, and uh, if we close up the holes, we got to stop um, their outside game. And uh, that worries me because they got a lot of speed. This is uh, um, them, and you know, Iron Mountain Calumet. They their team speed is all right there with ours, and uh, it's going to be tough. To, to contain their speed from the outside, and um, we got to limit the big play. We have to limit the big play. They're, they're, everybody thinks it's ground and pound with Menominee, but you know uh, they'll ground and pound you. But as soon as you start creeping up, they, they all of a sudden there's five guys going deep. So we got to be able to uh, read our keys and stay disciplined and uh, limit the big play. Westwood head football coach Scott Sergula, his team getting set to take on Menominee in the first round of the postseason. Appreciate the time, Coach. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. Thanks a lot, Dan. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. At Eagle Mine, their competitive advantage is directly related to the caliber of their people. They attract, develop, and reward people who have the passion to make a significant contribution to the continued growth of their business. They don't just work here. They live here. They raise their families here. More than 75% of their people were born and raised in the Upper Peninsula, and they are proud to still call it home. If you would like to be a part of a team that is redefining the way the mining industry protects the environment, safeguards its people, and strives to be the best community partner, they encourage you to explore their job opening opportunities by visiting eaglemine.com forward slash careers. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming Hematite football with head coach George Nini, his team getting set to take on Bark River Harris in the first round of the postseason. Well, coach, familiar opponent. You saw them last week. You kind of had the idea it would probably be them, but now the matchup's official. Tell me about this week as you gear up for the Broncos. Um, you know, this week, you know, it, it, you know, some people would say it's easy to play a team that you just saw last week, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, others would say it's difficult, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're approaching this as a, in a business-like manner, and, uh, we know that the team we see Friday night is not going to be the same team we saw Thursday night. Um, you know, I don't know what, uh, new wrinkles they're going to throw at us, but they're going to come at us. They're going to be hungry to get, the, you know, to get to the next level of playoffs. They've got seniors that are, 
could potentially be playing their last game, and, and we've got seniors that are could potentially play in their last game. So, you know, this is all about getting to the next level. With all those emotions and stuff, you got to factor in, you balance, what have you. How's the team been going about that? You know, the team is, has been approaching this in a business-like manner. You know, we know we've got, you know, our, our goal has always been this year to, to win one game at a time, and, and that's the same approach we're having. We, you know, we're preparing, you know, for Bark River just like we prepared for them last week. Um, you know, we're looking at film, we're looking at formations, we're looking at what we're doing on, on defense, you know, so again, just, just business-like for us. Anything that you learned about Bark River Harris from last week from playing them once, or do you feel like they kept some stuff pretty close to the belt? You know, no, they, they were what we, what we, what we saw on film, they're athletic, um, they can, uh, you know, they run their, their base offense, they threw it, I'll tell you what, they, they had us back on our heels on their first drive. They had a 17-play drive. Um, they, they picked us apart with their passing game, and, uh, you know, that's what we're expecting. Uh, you know, we're preparing a little bit more for that. We're refining our, uh, our, our defensive backfield, you know, um, this week. And, uh, you know, they had us back on our heels, and, uh, you know, fortunately after that first drive we were able to take control of the game and, uh, and uh, you know, finish it out. Well, Coach, we talked a little about it last week, but for those who missed it, what did you do defensively to shore things up after Bark River took that eight nothing lead? You know, again, they were they were throwing some route combinations at us that uh, you know we weren't getting the right read on, and once we figured out where where we were dropping the ball, so to speak, um, you know, and got the guy in the right place, you know, got our got our players in the right positions. Um, all of a sudden, we had two interceptions, and uh, you know, things were looking looking up for us. Well, Coach, playoff football is nothing new for the Ishpeming program. It's new for you being in the head coaching capacity. How does this feel as compared to being an assistant on the staff? Oh, this feels great. You know, of course, a lot more pressure. But, you know, I couldn't be more happy for our coaching staff, for our kids and our community that, you know, that we were able to, uh, you know, to win the conference um, back-to-back years. Um, you know, and that our seniors have the chance to play one more football game. I, I, I think it's, I, I think it's great. Tell me about the reaction when the team found out their playoff draw. Um, you, you know, it was it was smiles across the board. We were excited. You know, that's been our goal. You know, of course, our goal was to win each game. You know, that we, that we played, and then our, you know, with the with the goal of getting to the playoffs, and uh, you know, we were able to accomplish those goals. So, you know, our our kids were happy, coaching staff was happy, and uh, you know, it smiles all around. Tell me about this week of practice, Coach. Have you liked what you saw? Yeah, it's been a good week of practice. Um, you know, our, our kids are they're in a flow right now. It's, it's a business-like approach. We're preparing. You know, we're, we're week 10 now, so, you know, things should be, you know, we, we know what we have to do. You know, we just have to go out there, do it, refine it, and, uh, and uh, keep working hard. What are some keys to a win on Friday night, Coach? You know, again, our, our, our keys are simple. We want to control that line of scrimmage, offensive and defensive. And, uh, you know, we have to be more physical than the other team. You know, we have to be able to run the football. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, a couple bright spots against Park River, we were, able to, we were able to throw the football a little bit. So, you know, um, you know so, so that's a bright spot for us. But, again, it's the offensive-defensive line of scrimmage that we need to control. Coach, lastly, your JV wrapped up the season. Tell me about that program and the year they had. Yeah, they they had a they had a good year, you know, and of course, Coach Kugler, um, you know, they would have had an even better year if, if uh, you know, because of our low numbers, we didn't have to take players from him. Um, you know, they finished their season five and four. Um, you know, very good year for those guys, and uh, you know, things things are looking up. Hey, Coach, I gotta ask you while I've got you on the line. The Westpac All Conference teams came out this week. A lot of nice honors for your guys. Tell me about what that means for your program. I couldn't be more happy for, for, for those kids that got those honors. So well-deserved. I mean, you know, knowing these kids since they were, you know, 6th, 7th grade and, and seeing, the, the, seeing, seeing that the men that they've developed into and the approach that they put to, you know, getting ready for the football season, all the work they've done in the off season, I, I could not be more happy and proud of, of those guys. Just well-deserved. George Nemi is the head football coach at Ishpeming. His team taking on Bark River Harris in the first round of the postseason. I appreciate the time as always, George. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. Hey, thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. 
I'm Tom Farley from the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year, there's a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette Redmen football with head coach Eric Mason. His team getting set to take on Muskegon in the opening round of the playoffs. Coach, I know we talked on Saturday. We recapped the Kingsford win, how good it felt to win that conference championship. Tell me about the reaction Sunday night when your team found out they were playoff bound. Well, the reaction was, you know, just what I thought it would be. The kids were very excited. Uh, you know, we were at, uh, uh, got together on Sunday evening and, and watched the selection show. So when it came up, it was, you know, one of those moments where you, you just, as a coach, it's just, uh, great to see when all your kids are excited. And, and, uh, you know, we got a, a tough opponent, but, uh, you know, the kids understand that this is quite a, an accomplishment and uh you know you gotta you gotta beat every team if you expect to do these things so we got a tough one (laughs) up first and uh we're looking forward to the challenge yeah coaches start the postseason with a really tough muskegon team we know they're a state-renowned program what else do we know about them as you gear up for saturday well i mean they're you know it's hard to it's kind of funny tanner because uh i did a uh, show yesterday for the Muskegon, and they uh, they asked me all the kids' names, and uh, <laughs> I kind of took them off guard because I, I quite honestly I didn't know any of their names. Uh, I, I knew numbers from watching the film, and obviously they're very good. Uh, they've got a, a very good quarterback uh, that I've been told is is uh, on on his way to Ohio State. So. Um, obviously he's a talented kid. Uh, he's been there for a few years and, uh, you know, team speed is obviously very good. Uh, they're good, you know, good sized kids. They, uh, they, they play well. I mean, what else do you expect? I mean, they're the, the, I, I believe they're the top ranked team in the state. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's just gonna, it's going to be tough and we just got to be able to somehow, uh, neutralize that speed and, and, you know, get kids to the ball, and uh, put our best effort forward. What is it about that quarterback that makes him so dynamic? Well, I I think there's a number of things, but it, what it looks like on film, he's extremely fast. Uh, so, you know, it he, he's very quick. He's a tough runner. Um, it's not like one of these situations where, you know, he just outruns everybody, breaks tackles. He's a good-sized kid. Um, he just, uh, just a solid football player, uh, which, you know, you would expect, I guess, with a kid with that kind of, uh, future ahead of him. So, you know, he's tough, but, uh, like I told the kids, he's not, uh, superhuman, so let's, let's give him his respect, but, uh, let's go into it with the idea that we can, uh, get enough guys to the point of attack and, uh, tackle him. Any other playmakers offensively that jump out from film? Yeah, they've got several kids. There's a, a nice running back that is very shifty. Uh, he looks like you know he he moves well as you know as well. And a couple of receivers. Um, they're big across the line, uh, but mostly the quarterback and running back uh, seem to be the primary, you know, the focus players. Um, I'm sure there's more on there, but those two stand out to you on film. Coach, when you look at their team offensively, what kind of scheme will they put forth? Basically the same kind of, you know, we're used to and what we're running. Uh, you know, the, the quarterback, again, he runs a lot. Uh, he's, you know, a lot of spread stuff where he's zone reads, different things that he's doing. Uh, but he, he keeps the ball 
precisely the individual that they want to have the ball in his hands. Um, he throws a nice ball. Um, it, you know, it's just one of those things where it's nice in the fact that with what we've adopted this year as our offensive type uh, scheme, you know, we, we kind of are used to playing that. It's just a matter of we're going to have to get used to playing uh, kids with a heck of a lot more speed and, you know, angles are going to become important. And again, you know, getting as many hats to the ball as we can are, is going to be important. So, you know, I mean, it, it's nothing that we haven't seen. Uh, however, it's things that we haven't seen with that kind of speed. How about defensively, coach? What do they look like? Um, general, uh, you know, they're, they're a five man front. Uh, you know, they got big, big guys across the board. The, uh, the 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 backfield runs well. Uh, they tackle well. There are there are some areas that you know I think you can get some, you know you can get some plays with. But you you know you just got to be very very detailed in your approach, and you know you can't afford any mistakes with teams like this. You know when they're that good, and you know they can make up for mistakes that they may have with their team speed. So. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, I don't want to say play perfect because that's just not possible, but, you know, you've got to limit your mistakes and minimize those mistakes and, and take advantage of what they give you, and uh, we're going to have to, you know, work on the clock as well. How about up front, Coach? Have they got some pretty good size on the line? Yeah, there's some pretty good size kids. Uh, the kids we're not used to seeing, uh, you know, there's a couple, you know, right around 300-pound kids, and... uh you know, they're, they're just, again, those guys, you know, they come off the ball hard. Um, they're not necessarily up front. I don't want to m- minimize what they are, but it's not like they're, there's a dominant. Now, on defense, they've got a couple of uh, defensive ends that are good-sized kids that move real well. Um, so, you know, it's it's typical of what you expect from a team of that caliber and you know, our kids, we just need to settle them down and realize that it's it's a game, it's football. Uh, they're 15 to 18-year-old kids, and, you know, you you got to just line up and play and give your best effort. If you can walk out of there saying that's what you did, win or lose, uh, you got to be proud of yourself. Coach, you and I have talked many times. It's no secret anymore about anything, you know, their social media, what have you. Kids know who they're up against. How are they feeling going into this game? You know, they know it's going to take a good effort to do it, but is there a quiet confidence there? Are they proud of what they did so far this season going into it? Or how? what, what is the mood in the locker room? Well, I think they're, you know, they're very proud of what they've done um, thus far. And they're excited, you know, for the challenge. But, you know, as with, again, with 15, 18-year-old kids, there obviously is some apprehension, you know, with social media and whatnot. Um, They knew more about uh, the players than I did before I did, that's for sure. Um, You know, I don't, uh, I'm not involved in a whole lot of that, so I kind of rely on the tape that the team sends us. And like I told the guy that was interviewing me yesterday, I said I no disrespect to the kid, but he asked me, you know, what about, and he gave me his name, and I had no idea who it was. And I said, can you give me a number? I said, I can I can work better with numbers and positions. And then once he said it, I said, oh, well, obviously I know who you're talking about now. But, you know, the, the social media thing, as we all know, can be a good and a bad thing. And, you know, you just got to let the kids know that, you know, you know, come into this and, and, again, you know, give your best effort. Uh, you can't be disappointed in yourself if you give your best effort. If you come into a game and you let others and all this other outside things, you know, affect your play and you don't give your best effort, well, then then you got to look in the mirror and ask yourself, you know, what, what I, you know, what do I need to do here? But, um, you know, it, it, again, we just got to keep the kids positive, and it's a game that, you know what, in, in other years we weren't playing in, and I look at this as a challenge, and I look at this as a good thing for the program, and uh, I'm just, you know, I'm happy that the kids get the opportunity. Like I told them yesterday, uh, I never had this opportunity as a, a high school uh, player, and I would have loved to, and, and I... I'm envious of them for being able to, you know, play another week and, uh, again, play against a great team and something they'll remember for the rest of their lives. 
Long trip down state, Coach. What's your team's plan for the trip down there and keeping them focused, engaged up to kickoff? Well, right now we got a, you know, we're going to leave on Friday. Uh, we're going to stop uh, and, and get a little practice at uh, Ferris State and uh, do some things on campus there. Uh, we'll probably stay in Big Rapids, and then that gives us, you know, a uh, another hour and a half ride on Saturday morning, which. You know, with these type of games is actually a good thing. You kind of keep the kids engaged and, and you know, keep their mind off of just sitting around and waiting for game time. So just trying to do that. And, and I, the biggest thing I want them to do is enjoy the experience, enjoy the whole thing. You know, uh, granted, you know, obviously the game is the most important part of it, but uh, getting in, enjoying the the extra week and travel downstate and the, fa- the fact that you've you've earned the right to be in the playoffs and you know you you went through and, and did the work to get there let's enjoy it and uh, have a good experience and again I, I keep getting back to it let's put forth our best effort and uh, at the end of the day we'll see where that falls and as long as we put forth the best effort uh, we got to be happy with our with ourselves and proud of what we done has it been a good week of practice so far though it has, yeah. This week, you know, you got a, an extra day, which is nice. So we've been able to, you know, start a few, you know, things. We haven't changed practice a whole lot. I, I think any time you do that, you know, it's 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 never it doesn't seem to be advantageous to do that, you know. But so we've kept practice pretty much the same. Uh, the weather's been nice. Uh, the kids are excited in practice, and uh, you know, it, it seems to be. Uh, I, I would be lying if I said it's like any other week, but the kids are excited. Um, but I think there's some, if I don't know if the, the term is nervous excitement. Maybe that's the best way to, to uh, describe it. Uh, so we just got to keep them moving forward, get them confident in what we're doing, and, and do the things that we do well. And uh, I think we'll be fine after that. Coach, lastly, your JV, your freshman squads have finished up their season. Give us an update or recap on them. Well, I'll tell you what, my freshman squad, I I couldn't be any prouder of that group of kids. Uh, They played an undefeated uh, Kingsford uh, team that they had lost to significantly earlier in the year. And they played them in their last game, and they came out on top. Uh, they won, I believe it was 16-12. to 12. And, you know, watching that game and watching their, those kids' reaction and how excited they were, um, that was a heck of a Kingsford uh, football team that, uh, I, you know, I, I give those kids credit and I give those coaches a heck of a lot of credit for staying with them and keeping keeping them engaged and keeping them uh, interested, and it, it paid off in the end. So very happy with that group of kids. Um, our JV uh, ended up uh, losing by a touchdown to Menominee. Um, you know, those kids, you know, unfortunately there was a lot of injuries uh, throughout the year, um, you know, key players. And, of course, we have, you know, four of their players with us, and, there's uh, one of the better players wasn't able to play at all this year with an injury. So, you know, those kids will regroup. Um, I got all the confidence in the world in them. They're a great group of kids. Um, they'll do well in the off season, and, and we'll just, uh, you know, regroup with those kids and, and, uh, and, and move towards next year, and, and they'll be fine. Eric Mason is the head football coach at Marquette. His team takes on Muskegon in the first round of the playoffs. Appreciate the time, Coach. Best of luck on Saturday. We'll talk again soon. Okay. Appreciate it, Tanner. Thank you. Let's take a timeout. More after this on ESPN-UP. When is the last time you reviewed your home loan rate? Is it time to look at refinancing? Hi, I'm Ross Anthony, Vice President, Mortgage Loan Officer at MBank. Rates are low. So now is the perfect time to talk to your local MBank lender about your options. Refinancing can potentially lower your monthly payment, help you pay your mortgage off faster, or get cash out for a big expense. Let an MBank mortgage specialist help you decide it's time to refinance today. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. 
Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani Minor football with head coach Paul Jacobson. His team getting set to open up postseason play against Calumet. Coach falling to Westwood 42 14 in week nine, closing the regular season that way. Tell me about Friday's performance, how your team's ready to regroup as you head up to Calumet. We have to regroup. You know, we didn't, uh, I don't think we played exceptionally well um, Friday night. You can't, you can't get off the start we had where you get special teams turnovers and any type of turnover for that matter. I think we had. Two crucial ones early on in that game that that were costly. You know, with a good offense like uh, Westwood, you you can't continue to give them opportunities, and that's what we ended up doing. So, you know, obviously, got to learn from it. You know, you got to move on, and um, you know, we're fortunate not to, to, to be in the playoffs, and uh, one of thirty-two teams looking to make make a state championship. So, uh, yeah, we got to make sure we're, we're better now and keep improving, and and prepare for the next week. Coach, a couple of fourth-quarter scores. Did you like the effort from your guys late to try and get back in it or make something special happen? Yeah, you know, we did. Well, you know, um, it's still it's, you know, a little too little too late, uh, you know, in, in that one. But, uh, you know, the effort has been there. You know, you look at you know, what we're able to do with Nash Hillier and, uh, and Jason Waterman, you know, something to build on with those guys and, and then take that and move that into next week then. Well, Coach, you get set to take on uh, Calumet in the postseason. Tell me about your first round matchup, a team that you saw back in week two. That was a that was a good one. Uh, that was early on. It was a real tight matchup. Uh, you know, we go in at halftime almost tied up. We had a couple calls that that probably didn't go our way. Uh, one fumble recovery for touchdown that was called back. Uh, you know, and lose two key two key players in that game with our tailback Drew, uh, Eric Elman, receiver. Um, Drew Duchesne. So that was, uh, you know, going into halftime, you know, we thought we were pretty neck and neck with them, but losing those two key players, uh, was hard to, hard to recover in the second half. You know, I thought we still fought and played good defensively, but just, uh, you know, didn't have the, the experience needed to, to pull off a victory in that one. Fundamentally, does Calumet still look the same as they did back then? They do. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be good at what they do. You know, you got to, that you're playing good discipline to sign up football offensively and defensively. And um, like I said, they don't do a ton, but what they do, they do well. Coach, when you look at your team, you're starting to get some guys back, get healthy. What's the biggest thing that you guys need to do on your side of the ball? Man, well, it's, it, it, it's funny because the offense, we have to be able to execute, you know, um, and that's that's kind of the science. Uh, you know, we've been real good at that at times this year, and, and, and we've been kind of very mediocre at times this year at that. And, um, and it starts with the guys up front. You know, we have to make sure that the guys up front understand what we want to do, understand where they where they need to go, um, and what their assignment is, and then carry it out. And, and uh, that that's going to be the key for us, I think, this week. How's this week of practice gone so far, Coach? Have you liked what you've seen? Yeah, I kind of like what we see. You know, like I said, we uh, hey, we put that one behind us Friday night, but but still learn from it. You know, we're able to sit down and watch it as a team, and and uh, you got to be able to learn. You know, and and take that, and then take it for what it's worth, and then move on, and know that you know we're in it. To, we're in it to win it now, and uh, each week uh, you're fighting for a chance to stay alive another week. You've got Nagani back into the postseason. Feel pretty good to be playing playoff football again. It does. It does. You know, like I said, we, I've been here since '97. That's the longest stint. The two years that we weren't in it, the longest stint since uh, since I've been here. So it uh, feels good to be back into it. Um, you know, it looks promising at the lower levels to continue on with that tradition. So. We want to be able to make something happen, make a splash in the playoffs, and, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see what happens. And speaking of the lower levels, your JV wraps up their season. Tell me about their year. Ended up being seven and two, you know, and uh, again starting off zero and two. I thought early on against Barry Mount, especially, you know, five turnovers, some key, you know, they shot themselves in the foot, in some key situations with the penalties. Um, very easily could have came up on top of either one of those first two games. So uh, it looks promising coming out seven and two, finishing off with seven straight wins. Um, and in the first two games, I thought they could have, you know, very easily came out on top of those ones too. So, you know, it gives us some, some something to look forward to in the future here. Coach, the Westpac All-Conference team's coming out earlier this week. Some nice honors for your guys. If you could, speak to some of those guys and what they did this year. Well, you know, uh, yeah, you know, you always, you always wish you could have, wish you would have had more. But, you know, um, happy for the guys that did make it. We had some outstanding performances this year. You know, two guys that come right to the top of the as two of our better players really were helping Jason Waterman, you know, and um, those two guys, you know, they get some recognition on both sides of the ball. And, um, you know, just the stats, you know, with Jason, I, I get it. There's a lot of real good, real good quarterbacks in the conference, you know, any one of those, uh, uh, 
quarterbacks that we have in a conference, you know, could have played anybody's team. You know, you throw out with, with Delangelo and, um, you know, uh, Johnson from Iron Mountain and Solani and, you know, the Locusts from Kelly and Matt. There's, there's a lot of good athletes. And, and you throw Jason Ray in that mix in any given day, any one of those guys could, um, could be in your team and, 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 and steer your team in the right direction, you know. And, you know, look at Lou Helpy too in the same, in the same regards. Uh, uh, one of our best pure football players, you know, I, I believe he's going to go on to, Michigan Tech next year and play, uh, probably play linebacker. You know, he's just he's a hard-nosed physical kid that, that loves the game and loves being around people. And, and, and you're not going to find a person that's going to work harder than him and, um, just love the game of football. And those two guys, I think, uh, were honored pretty well. And we had a couple other guys, you know, Eric Salmon, and we've heard, we've heard Eric's story, you know, coming off of, um, the health issues he's had in his career. He was a two-time all-conference, uh, kicker for us. Uh, you know, we were able to get him clear this year to run some receiver for us and even a little bit of defensive back, but just a tremendous story and, and, and a great kid and, and good to see him get some honors too, like he deserved. And, you know, in the same regards, Alex Munson had a big year for us. One of those guys that stepped up. We didn't really expect him to do a lot for us offensively, but ended up being our number one receiver with, with nine touchdowns, you know, and, uh, again, stepping in, in the absence of Drew Duchesne, we had to rest a lot on him and, rely a lot on him throughout the season and, and he responded both offensively and defensively you know he was a starter for us but then with Eric Andrew going down he was one of the main guys that was able to fill those shoes um, on both sides of the ball and then and up front you know besides real you got a, a three-year starter Logan Shottier that that was able to get some recognition too and um, you know, first team uh, lineman person they said three-year starter he knows the game well he's, he's dependable uh, you can count on him uh, on that side of the ball, and then Davin Marshall on the defensive side of the ball got some recognition too. And uh, good to see those seniors be able to, you know, for all their hard work they put into it, uh, being recognized like they did. Paul Jacobson is a head football coach at Nagani. His team getting set to take on Calumet in the first round of the postseason. Appreciate the time as always, Jake. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Senator. Appreciate right. it. Let's take a timeout. More after this on ESPN UP. Football season is an exciting time, and from first downs to touchdowns, it's all about teamwork. I'm E.J. Kostriva, Regional President of First Bank, and our teams in Marquette and Ishpeming are ready to assist you with your banking needs. From a commercial loan to a checking account to a mortgage product, we have a full lineup of products and services with all the conveniences to match. Yes, it's that time of the year. Football is in the air, and First Bank wants to be on your team. Stop in and let's chat. First Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. FirstHypenBank.com. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwynn Modeltowner football with head coach Dion Brown. His team wrapping up the season last week with a dominant effort over Munising. Coach, you get out to a hot start. Your team never really seemed to struggle in that one. Did you feel like maybe you guys just wanted it more? Maybe you executed better or a combination of both? Uh, probably a combination of both. Um <clears throat> Just wanted it, you know. Uh, we we seen the way that those guys came out. We knew that they was going to bring up uh, some JV players. Uh, and the JV won a conference. So, you know, like I told my guys, I said, you know, preview of next year if they're still in the, they're still in the conference and everything. So let's just go out here and set the, set the tone. Um, we did a little something different. We came out with a couple tight ends um, and ran the ball, kind of ran some ice, some slant, some counter, and then set up a, you know, to play action passes, what they was giving us. So we just wanted it, I felt like, a little bit and uh, played some really good defense. And Coach, you told me before that you wanted to try some new things in Week 9, see if you could throw a few wrinkles in there, and maybe it's something you'd like to try next year. Did you feel like you learned quite a bit from those things? Yeah, yeah, and that was, really it was just the defense, I mean the offense side of the ball. It was just running the football. You know, I felt like when I went back and watched film, I kind of let, you know, a few teams off the hook by passing them passing a lot that we did, but uh, our running backs was just not ready to run downhill or they was hurt. So a lot was on Caleb's plate, and, you know, you was always afraid that he would get injured. So it was kind of a lot more of a passing game this year for us. So we was a little healthier going into this last game of the season. And uh, I just said, hey, you know, let's line up in some double tight and let's just go to work because next year that's what it's mostly going to be, you know. So it worked out for us good, and uh, I was happy that we got the win. Did you feel like you saw some good stuff out of your younger guys? Yes, yes. I felt like I, my, my younger guys have made improvement all year, especially on defense, on defense. The, unfortunately for us, the, the thing that, that, that hurt us all year is, you know, the young guys playing and they'll blow assignment and then they go a big play. So it was like 
whenever we blew an assignment, it was always a young guy, and then he'd give up the big play. So next year, I just got to do a better job in coaching and getting these guys to understand where they believe in their tendencies and they're reading their keys and uh, understand the concepts of a defense. So, and I think we kind of we kind of figured that out Friday night. So, you know, I can't wait till next year, and uh, it should be fine. What's the off season looking like, Coach? What do you guys do now? Uh, well, these guys, I'm going to probably watch some playoff football, Westwood, Saturday. But these guys, you know, they go into basketball, and I tell them the guys who's not doing uh, doing basketball or any winter sport, uh, they better be in the weight room. And we'll start lifting weights Monday. Uh, you give them like a week off, and you just go at it. So that's how the off season looks for us, pretty much. Well, Coach, I know it's a small group, but how special was it to send your seniors off with a win? Oh, it was it was huge, man. Like I really couldn't even look those guys in the eye because it was so hard. They made me cry. But uh, you know, I've had a great run uh, with those guys. You know, uh, made the playoffs last year. You know, Blaine Bridges is the only three-year starter. Uh, Caleb finished the whole season. Uh, Kate Watt, you know, started this year. So it was it was good. It was good for those guys, you know, to get that win. And um, and unfortunately, you know, it just sucks because Caleb is a really, really – they all special, but Caleb is just a really, really good football player that you're going to miss around here. But, you know, at the end of the day, I told him, I said, hey, seniors graduate um, and, you know, you got get the accolades that come with your performance this year, which he made first team all-conference. And, you know, he'll probably make all-UP somewhere in there and play in an all-star game and, you know, go on about your life. Tell me about how he was as a leader on the field, because we know what he did stats-wise, but as a leader, you know, he always seemed to be the guy that was picking the others up and helping the guys through. You know, it was a frustrating season at times. Yeah, it's, 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 he's, he's unbelievable. You know, like I told his parents after the game Friday, you guys raised a really good young man. Um, and, you know, he like when the backs was down, you know, he the one said, hey, I'll run the ball. You know, and, and you see Caleb run. He's, he's a big guy, but he's not really that shifty or anything. But he ran hard all year. All year he ran hard from the first game of the season to, you know, um, the last game of the season. He led our team in rushing. So, you know, he's in, like I said, he, he was always the first one in the weight room, always telling me, you know, what he see out there on the field. He's just a, he's, he's a really, really good quarterback. And like I told those guys in the all-conference, he'll start on every team in this conference. And I'm pretty sure if you go around the UP, you know, it's not really too many, too many true, really good quarterbacks that can pump the ball down the field. And he's one of those guys. And I'm pretty sure there, a lot of schools will find uh, a spot for him. Well, Coach, I know you're excited to get back to it, get next year going. How about the guys? They don't lose a lot. They get about everybody back. Are they excited for another year? Yeah, uh, we had a little meeting. And uh, I just told them, I said, you know, now that you guys made – all the mistakes that you could possibly make, uh, cut those out. And I'm a big, really big fan of watching film. Go and watch yourself play. And you tell me that you gave an effort on every single play. And I need that from you every single play next year once we start two-a-days. And a lot of guys said, all right, okay, you know, but I'm always excited, you know. And that's what I, I tell these guys. I just go back, watch film, you know, and um, do two things. But – other than that, it's football 24-7 with me. And, you know, 1-8 and eight will always stick with me this year until we play Bark River the next next year. So I'm excited. They're excited. Like you said, we bring back uh, pretty, like, I think it was like 10 out of 11 starters on offense and 9 out of 11 on defense. So, yeah, it's it's really good for us next year. Deion Brown is a head football coach at Gwynn. His team wrapping up the season with a win over Munising last week. Appreciate the time as always. Deion, we'll talk again soon. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the Outreach Coordinator and Certified Athletic Trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. So one of the nice things about the Sideline Program is that we all try to abide by to a same-day or next-day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office, and we try to get you in at least within the next day, and that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. 
Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Iron Mountain football with head coach Robin Martilla as his team gets set to open up the postseason against Mancelona. Coach, first let me say congrats to you and the Mountaineers and all the success you've had so far this season. 9-0 and conference champions. Tell me about your reaction Sunday night when you found out your postseason draw. You knew you were going to be in the postseason, but then you found out it was Mancelona Sunday night. Well, I guess, you know, like you said, it's what we expected. You know, we were expecting to play Mancelona. There's a lot of talk going going back and forth over the last two weeks on who we would play in Division 7. Obviously, in the Upper Peninsula here, you know, we're a little bit uh, remote from the other Division 7 teams. So we're in a district with three downstate teams, Charlevoix, Harbor Springs, and Mancelona. So it's what we expected. Um, at the same time, we, we took the weekend. We took Friday night into Monday to congratulate all the players. Uh, on a great regular season, anytime you can win a conference championship, um, that, that's a really good year. Anytime you can go 9-0, that's a really good year. Um, the all-conference selections came out on Monday at our meeting, so we talked to the kids about that on Monday. Uh, congratulated a bunch of them on the, all the work they put in the off season and just playing you know nine solid football games. So uh, we said congratulations over the weekend. Um, and then uh, Monday after practice, uh, we turned the page, and our focus was to Mancelona. Uh, in our first playoff game this week. Well, Coach, you talked about the all-conference awards coming out. Marcus Johnson, co-offensive player of the year. If you could, speak to some of your guys that got recognized by the Westpac. Well, you know, you know obviously you're going to start with the quarterback there, Marcus Johnson, co-offensive player of the year. You know, Marcus's ability to run and pass and, and uh, just put pressure on the defense, you know, was a big part of our team offensively. He's a senior captain. He's obviously a great football player, obviously a great basketball player. We lean on, or we lean on him. You know, he's the leader of our team, and he's the vocal point. So he had a great year. Uh, having said that, move on to KLB Vasa-Chines, all-conference running back, all-conference linebacker, special teams player of the year, just a playmaker. You know, his stats, if you look at them, were were very outstanding throughout the year. He's just a playmaker. Other guys I want to talk about briefly here: Jacob Dumas, all-conference, both sides of the ball, tight end, defensive end. Um, just a great kid. He's a captain for us as well. Gio Kalavecki, uh, all-conference center. He's one of our team captains. He was honorable mention, uh, lineman of the year in the conference. Just a great kid. Uh, Bryce Picentonio, all-conference on fullback. Um, good kid, good athlete. Looks like a stud if you put him in pads. He had a very good year as well. Nick Apolkat, offensive guard, was all-conference. Uh, defensive side of the ball again. We had Marcus Johnson, a defensive back, uh, all-conference. And uh, Caleb Berkland, number 33, all-conference defensive lineman. Um, along with that, we had a couple honorable mention guys. You know, uh, Tony Thera at offensive tackle, honorable mention. Colin Visentainer at right uh, or at uh, tight end, honorable mention. Brent Amon at offensive guard, honorable mention. I hope I remembered everyone, but again, we have a lot of good football players, and it's just a credit to the kids uh, on the year we had. Coach, coming into this season, you knew Marcus would probably miss some time. Did you feel like you had a group that could do something like this, go 9-0, and or at what point did you start to realize you had something really special in this year's team? Well, you know, like you said, I knew Marcus was going to miss at least a couple weeks. Um, I really didn't know when he was going to come back. I know we had all the confidence in the world in Colin Byzantiner uh, to do the job. Colin's a senior. He's a level-headed kid that just understands what it takes, you know, and he played really well those first two games. Along with all the other kids around him, I knew we had a lot of talent coming back on the opposite side of the ball. Anytime you got Kaylee Vasa, Chines, Caleb Brooklyn, Blaise Antonio, Jim Dumas, Colin Byzantiner, you know, throwing a Dante Bazanese. Um, I knew we had a lot of talent. You know, it's always, you know, what if? Um, early on in the season, what if we do this? What if we do that? But give the kids credit, they pulled out a tough one at home against Nagani, uh, playoff team. Got the job done against Westwood, a playoff team. And obviously, week three, Marcus comes back. That helps us tremendously on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So I know we had high expectations just with what we had coming back, uh, just with what we've invested in the offseason. So, uh, you know, again, credit to the kids for a job well done in the regular season. And like I said, we're moving on. Well, you alluded to Colin Visentainer coming in the first couple of weeks and beating two teams that are going to the postseason. How does the offense change when you have somebody like Marcus in there as opposed to Colin and vice versa? Well, you know, first off, Colin, he's not Marcus Johnson. He'll be the first to tell you that. Marcus obviously had, you know, uh, 11 games starting a quarterback last year. Marcus's ability to extend plays is, is probably the big difference. They're both, you know, they both know what they're doing. They both take care of the uh, take care of the football. 
But, you know, Marcus can do a little bit more with his legs. You know, Colin can run the ball. Can he run it as good as Marcus? I don't think so. But, uh, you know, and other teams understand that, too. When you, when you have uh, Marcus Johnson back there, teams, teams seem to, to blitz a little bit more, try to put a little bit more pressure on Marcus as opposed to Colin. I think that's, you know, that's part of it, you know, early on in the season in terms of what we could do offensively. But nonetheless, um, we've got a good football team, and we're hoping to get a home playoff victory versus Mancelona on Saturday. Well, Coach, Colin ended up losing the starting quarterback job in Week 3 when Marcus came back. How did he accept his new role, and how did he go about finding a new place in the offense? Well, he, first off, he understood it totally, you know, because he understands what's best for our team is to have Marcus at quarterback. And the natural transition was to put Colin Byzantiner at the right tight end spot. He, uh, he handled that well. You know, you look at Colin Byzantiner last year, he was primarily a running back slash wide receiver. Then he starts his senior year at the quarterback position with a lot of pressure on, on his shoulders. Handled that great. And then obviously the natural transition for, for Colin Byzantiner was to put him on the field and to put him at the right tight end spot. So that's been good for a football team. Colin, he's, uh, He's done a good job blocking. He's done a good job uh, catching the ball uh, throughout the course of the season. Um, hoping he would get all-conference, but that didn't work out. But nonetheless, Colin Visentiner, he, he's a big part of our team, and we have a lot of big parts that uh, we need to have moving forward here in the playoffs. Coach, tell me about this week in practice. What have you saw and what have you liked? Well, you know, I think, you know, it's a new season. We talked about starting over, uh, going back to basics. We know it's a one-and-done situation. Uh, we brought up some younger kids. Brought up seven sophomores and one freshman that have helped with our numbers in practice. Helped with our scout team on both sides of the ball. So I guess it's just a renewed energy um, when the playoffs come around. Um, and I guess it's just been happy with our preparation. Our kids have been focused. Our kids have been loose. Uh, we've had five good days of practice now uh, going into the weekend. Uh, we'll have to adjust a little bit for a Saturday game. We have not played on a Saturday this year yet. But uh, I know we'll feel comfortable playing at Mountaineer Stadium on Saturday at noon. What do you know about Mancelona? What do they bring to the table? Well, I know the record is five and four. We've watched them on game or watched them on film a couple games now. Um, I know they're straight T offensively, you know, which is some something different. Uh, we saw one straight T straight T team all year long, and that was Gogevic Week Nine. So we have to prepare for that. A lot of deception, a lot of ball faking. Um, Got to be assignment. Uh, sound on defense. Defensively, they're in a, a 4-4 defense we've seen on film. I would call it a soft 4-4 defense. Um, we're hoping to do some things there. But again, I mean, just from watching them on film, they'll be a solid team. they got some good speed in the back here, I think. Um, I guess I'm hoping they're saying the same thing about us, that we're a solid football team that uh, will pose some challenges on both sides of the ball. So, all in all, you know, anytime you're playing week 10 or round one of the playoffs, it's a, it's a good week, and uh, our kids are ready for it, and our, our kids are looking forward to it. Has Mancelona got some size up front? You know, I wish I could tell you more. Um, I know we got a roster on them, and there's no heights and weights. I want to say, just looking at film, they have a big tackle, number 70, uh, at right tackle. Um, number 73 is a left tackle. Seems to be decent. Um, they're probably about the same size as us. You know, nothing stands out yet as far as two. Really big or really small. Uh, team speed-wise, I guess we're, we're, we're comparable. Um, I know it's tough to, to see it on film sometimes. Uh, might be a feeling-out period for both teams on Saturday. But, uh, again, they're just, they're just a, a quality opponent that uh, we want to hopefully win on Saturday uh, at home and continue our season. Coach, what do you guys need to do on your side of the ball to come away with a win? Uh, offensively, private priority number one is to take care of the ball. We had more turnovers than we wanted to talk about last week. We've done a good job this year of taking care of the ball offensively. So a little disappointment last week with that, so we focused on that this week in practice as far as taking care of the ball. Defensively, we got to play assignment, uh, assignment football. You know, we got three guys in the backfield in the straight tee. The quarterback is the fourth runner. A couple of pass plays that uh, we have to contend with um, that, we, they're, that we're aware of uh, from the defensive side of the ball. Special teams, they don't want to hurt you can't give up the big play on special teams and uh, hopefully we can take care of those three things, the ball on offense, our assignments on defense, and uh, take care of phase three, which is the special teams. We'll give ourselves a, a good chance to win. Coach, last thing before I let you go, tell me about your JV, the lower levels of your program, the season that they had this year. Well, first off, I want to say congratulations to our first year JV coach, Ty Common. 
Uh, he came on board and was the head JD coach. The reason for that is Coach uh, Bucky Johnson came up to the varsity and uh, was the offensive coordinator for us. Uh, that happened because Kevin Sullivan, uh, a great Mountaineer coach for 26 years, uh, decided to retire. Our JVs ended up going 9-0. and uh, They had a great year. Um, so we're happy with that. We're happy with what we saw in the field from them. At the lower levels, uh, I know my son's a 7th grader. He plays in the 7th and 8th grade team. They had about 20, 21 kids. They had a good year. Same thing with the 5th and 6th graders. So uh, we like to say, Iron Mountain, you know, uh, football is something special. Uh, we hope kids want to invest in it, want to work at it. And uh, I guess that just helps your program from top to bottom. Robin Martel is the head football coach at Iron Mountain. His team opening up the postseason Saturday against Mancelona. Appreciate the time, Coach. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. At Embers Credit Union, we believe in the UP, so we're helping everyone take their outdoor adventures to the next level. Now's the time to get a great loan rate on an ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, or camper. Come talk with an Embers Credit Union loan officer in Marquette, Nagani, Munising, or Trinary. We're here to deliver solid financial advice. Check us out online at embers.org. Member NCUA and Equal Housing Lender. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. Now you can combine Big Boy's Big Goodness with Big Room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food, the room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. An opportunity to talk Escanaba Eskimo football with head coach Dave Howes. His team set to open up the postseason this weekend. Coach, first and foremost, congrats to you and your team. Back to the playoffs again. You know that football's been a tradition at Esky for a long time, but did you feel like you had the group this year that you could really do something special with? Or where does this team sit right now as compared to your preseason expectations? Uh, preseason expectations were, um, you know, to play well. You know, we always all went to playoffs, but, uh, you know, we, we lost a lot of seniors last year, and we had some kids that stepped up, so... Um, you know, I, I thought we met our expectations, maybe went a little bit above that, uh, but very proud of where we're at right now. Well, Coach, you look at this team and where they've developed. Tell me about some ways that your team's gotten better fundamentally throughout the year. Uh, just throughout the year, just taking care of those small things like, you know, turnovers and penalties. Um, you know, it's kind of been a bugaboo for us this year, uh, especially against Traverse City Central, but uh, just things you learn from and, you know, playing as a team, playing as one unit. Um, kids are just responding each week, and we're ready for the playoffs. I tell you what, Coach, Escanaba's known for producing great quarterbacks, and you lose maybe the best signal caller in school history in Craig Kameen. You bring in Ethan Silverstone, and he just looks phenomenal. Tell me about the job that he's done stepping into that role. Yeah, Ethan paid attention last year. He was our backup quarterback, so under practice he just kind of watched and listened, and uh, he took on that role, um, and he stepped in the summer, um, had a great summer workout, um, easy to talk to, and... Um, you know, I was very confident with uh, Ethan going in. Um, he just took over the role of uh, what Craig did last year, and um, he's been having a phenomenal year. A very poised quarterback, rarely makes mistakes, and that's Jeff for. Coach, how about some of your other players that have been recognized by the conference here? All conference teams came out this week. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, quite a few selections there. Um, Josh Brungens has been uh, a workhorse on offense. Uh, he touches the ball. He's, you know, could go the distance at any time. Um, defensively, we've got a lot of guys, you know, um, we have Kayla Geyer, Dayton Meyer, and Riley Lamb on the line. Um, we got Tyler Lawson, Grant Lamarce, the defense player here in the backfield. Um, Kyle Crutine, that linebacker. Um, Brian Mackey in offense, you know, he's a huge weapon for us. We can throw up to him anytime. Um, just a great, great, you know, group of kids. Coach, how about this week in practice? Has it been a good one so far? Yeah, it's been a great, great week of practice. You know, we're not changing anything. We keep the same routine going um, week in, week out. Uh, kids, kids know what it's all about. We've we've been here before. Uh, we got a tough report in Cadillac's a uh, very good football team, but we'll have the kids ready. Tell me about Cadillac. What do they like to do offensively? Uh, Cadillac is a beer option team. Um, you got to stop the fullback dive to, to begin with. If you don't stop that, they're going to keep running and running and running. Um, reminds me of a very good Nagani team, you know, back in the day where they would just run dive, dive, and then come back with an option. 
Um, so they're a well-coached team. They're physical up front. Um, again, a very good team. Coach, how about defensively? What will Cadillac bring to the table? Uh, Cadillac, they run, they run a forefront. Um, they use their athletes in the backfield. Um, they're fast. They, they like to stop uh, anything inside. Um, so hopefully we can get our outside running game going. Um, you know, hit a few big plays if you have been all year. But Cadillac's a very, very disciplined team. I tell you what, Coach, you look at a game like this, what does it come down to? What do you need to do on your side of the ball? Well, I know Cadillac is going to want to control the clock with their running game. So we really got, first of all, focus on defense. Um, take away what they want to do, you know, get the ball back on offense. Um, sustain some drives, you know, hit some big plays like we have been all year. Stay away from penalty and stay away from turnovers. So if we do those things, I think we should be successful. Dave Howes is the head football coach at Escanaba. His team opening the postseason with Cadillac this weekend. Appreciate the time, Coach. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. Hey, thank you. That is it for us in the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. I appreciate you being with us. Enjoy your game, whether that's tonight or tomorrow. Travel safely. Thanks for listening to ESPN-UP WZM. I'm Ishpeming Marquette.